All right. Welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And we're talking about Nope, the movie Nope, which is a Jordan Peele joint. Stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer. And the synopsis is, the residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Kiki Palmer's family, they've been uh, horse wranglers for movies. They're running on hard times because the father died. And basically a coin hit him in the head. Starts off from that point. Family's falling on some hard times, not getting the movie roles. And Daniel's character, his name is Otis Jr., OJ. And basically he's not as charismatic as dad is. So he can't really sell the game. He's not doing well. They've also been selling their horses to a local business right next door to them. Stephen Nguyen's character. So this part is actually important because Stephen Nguyen's character was like an amusement park. Mike. Yeah, it's kind of like a dude ranch with shows and stuff. Getting the Western experience, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Was a former child actor taking the last of his money after a traumatic experience where he worked with a chimp. And apparently the chimp went nuts and killed a couple people. So you get a couple of flashbacks with that. UFO kind of factors in because they've seen strange happenings, namely that the cell phones and electrical signals goes out like in certain areas and like shadows passing over the term UFO isn't used anymore. When they see the phenomena passing overhead and they kind of say, Hey, we think we got a UFO out here. We need to get a photo. We captured a photo. That's our ticket to saving the ranch, buying back the horses that we sold to Stephen Nguyen's ranch. They're all looking at this as a way of making it big. They enlist another character, Angel from the local sort of Best Buy, and he sells them their, video equipment. You get introduced to Steven's family where you learn about what happened with him and the uh, the chimpanzee. And you learn that Otis has been selling horses temporarily with the intention of buying them back once he makes it big. When they actually do get a glimpse of the UFO, they realize that it's like equipment they have really isn't working. Also, during the course of like their first disastrous attempt at trying to capture it, Kiki Palmer's character, she ups and decides to steal a fake horse or a, a horse decoy to serve as a decoy to kind of lure out the UFO so they can capture it on film. The decoy has like a flag attached to it and it gets sucked up by the UFO. Otis realizes that this is where the twist is. The UFO isn't actually a ship. It's moving more like a predator, like an animal that is hanging around out here, making these noises and kind of attacking things. And because it's staking out its territory and basically hunting in its territory. Steven Nguyen's character has been luring out using Otis's horses to feed it. So his whole Western experience has been kind of a low-key word-of-mouth method of attracting visitors. And the big experience that they have isn't a Western experience. It's like a UFO, to see a UFO come in, capture a horse or an animal or creature, and then it will fly off again. Because Kiki Palmer said that fake horse kind of fucked it up a little bit and went on a bit of a rampage. That's when Otis and them decide to the game and try to capture it as that and treat it like an animal. So the UFO terminology fits. It's not an unidentified flying object. It's an unidentified apex predator. And that's why they call it UAPs. Federal government knows about them. So that's why they don't call them UFOs anymore. They know that these, whatever these things are, drop in and stake out and do whatever. They don't say like what other kind of UAPs, UFOs have been sighted or whatever, but kind of get the sense that all the UFOs that we've seen or heard about are basically these things, these creatures. That's pretty much an open in a nutshell. 
the twist was kind of like, what? That don't make sense. Like at the end, the way this, he kind of designed this thing, there's no fucking way in hell I would have ever thought of a UFO being something like this. It was the most alien looking thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. as it was kind of developed, it was like a balloon at one point or like a like jellyfish, but not so much jellyfish. It was just doing weird hokey shit. It was just like, this it is- look like a balloon or like some sheets that caught wind. You saw something like that floating in the sky. You think a balloon had gotten away. Yeah. Cause even like the mouth wasn't really, it didn't really like a mouth. It's just like a suction piece or something. I, right. It's kind of weird way. I, I, I don't even really know how to fully describe it inventive imaginative ufo story i've ever seen would never have a thought of something that weird it, it definitely fits in his weird wheelhouse and the story was well done i mean he kind of told it pretty well it was he was starting to lose me towards the middle i want to say people are going to start coming to get that to get the photo to try to capture a look of it a look at it and in order for them to maintain their exclusivity to make money off of they need to have that exclusive money shot that no one else can get. And then you had that jerk from TMZ come riding in. Okay, this is a little on too on the nose, I think. Weird UFO type thing that just, it was completely silent. Couldn't hear it, except for when it made noises or when it was kind of growling or do whatever. Get the fuck out of there. You wouldn't hang around and just like try to deal with that shit. Pretty inventive story. Yeah, I liked the movie. I thought everybody did a fantastic job, especially Dan Philly and Kiki Palmer. I think where my issue came in for me personally was I think I watched too many interviews and watched too many things about the movie before I went in the sense that everybody just kept talking about the symbolism, symbolism, symbolism. So I'm literally sitting there nitpicking every last little thing that happens. Right. Trying to understand what the symbolism is. Like, was explaining to me some of the stuff that she thought. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But like, at one point, there's a flyer under a pile of shit, and I said, it's a bunch of horse shit. It's, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I'm saying, like, about <laughs> There was a storm at one point, and the pig ends up on a roof or something, and I said, that's supposed to be like when, the, like, I believe when pigs fly. <laughs> 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 and I said, babe, I'm literally, like, all I keep hearing about, it's so much similar. So, and so, like I said, that's how I literally spend the whole movie. So, part of me is trying to enjoy it, and the other part of me is trying to dissect every last little thing. So, I don't think I got to enjoy it as much as I probably could have. I get that that's basically all his movies or some deeper meaning to it. I already understood part of it because I saw it in every and he was talking about how he came up with it. And he said, oddly enough, he was in a traffic jam one day. And he said it just made him think about how everybody drives the same way every day, but somehow we're always in traffic. And there's always a car or something broken down the side of the road. Everybody has to stop and look. And I've actually bitched about this on social media like years ago and made <laughs> posts about it. Mm-hmm. So I laughed at the fact that he said that. It was like, yes, that's true. And he said, because society now is wrapped up in the spectacle. The whole thing about social media, everything's got to be spectacle. You do things for likes, and it's got to right. be this big thing. And he's like, that was the whole purpose of the alien was, remember, the key was, if you look at it, that's how you got sucked up. And the yeah. reason why OJ kept surviving is because OJ is real old school, doesn't care about none of that stuff. And he recognized animal behavior and recognized, like, oh, this thing is alive and this is why. So he kept talking, like, don't look at it. Whatever you do, you just don't look at it. Because he even had that one scene where he was in the truck and it was all this noise coming out and it stopped. And he got ready to open the door like he was going to look. And he heard something. He was like, nope, nope. <laughs> He's like, fuck that, nope. Yeah. And I started laughing. I was like, that's right. Don't look at it. You said it. It was the whole thing about the spectacle. And so 
I understood that I got those themes all the way throughout the movie. Like you said, Steven Yuen's character, even the fact that he witnessed the temp react on his natural animal instincts. Right. Slaughter the whole cast, basically. Mauled the girl that he worked with that he was in love with. The chimp looked at him to give him the pound. They end up killing him. Well, you know, that's what they do with animals. Like, we're going to use animal, but oh no, this animal can't act on his natural animal instincts. And she was like, something triggered it. And she said, you can almost look at that as a metaphor for how they do black people. Like, the point that Kiki Palmer made at the beginning about the guy in the, the first footage of film ever captured was a black guy on a horse father's grandfather's great-grandfather whatever down the line the whole family history but the point was nobody knows that that's him because nobody gave that black man credit for being the first person on film which is a big metaphor for all the shit that they never give black people credit for throughout the history of film or anything else in life and so like i said i got all those but it was just all these little every two seconds i was literally nitpicking every last little thing that i saw like reggae music i was like that's supposed to mean something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so I probably need to watch it again without just watching the movie for the movie and not trying to watch the dissect and figure out every last little bit. No, I would say I do like it better than Us. Us is like, a terrible movie. Us is not a good movie. That's not his best. I think he went a little too hard into his, I don't want to say he too big for his britches, but you know, he was kind of, he went a little too. I mean, Get Out is a good man. movie and it seemed like maybe this might have been a decent follow up, but like Us is just. There's too many things going on that just aren't interesting. They took himself too seriously. Get Out was a lot more entertaining. Big streak of entertainment value in that. And nope, it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. Like when the aliens were in the barn and he walks in there, he's just like, nope, I'm walking out. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, that scene when he walked in and he was like, what the hell's going on? He's like, is there something over there? Mm Mm-mm, nope. Nope, nope, not doing nope. that. Not doing and it's this. funny because the fact that you said to us, he took himself way too seriously. When he did an interview about Nope, they asked him, they were like, well, why did you title it Nope? He said, dead serious? He was like, I thought about what black people say or they do whenever it's like some horror shit. He said, we go Nope. And he said, that's why he titled that. And Darren Kaluta was like, yeah, he told me that. He said, I laughed my ass off. He said, because he didn't think he was serious. He was like, no, nah, that's the title of the movie. It's Nope. Because that's what we do. And I was like, that's pretty much it. Oh, no, no. And, and here's the other thing. I didn't question once them wanting to get a photo and sticking around and try to get a photo of it so they can sell it to make money. The only reason black folks would deal with all this mess. If yep. It was a big ass payday at the end. Yep. She was like, we're going to get the Oprah shot. And he was like, yes, what? Exactly. The Oprah shot. She said, the shot's so big that even Oprah going to want to buy that shit. And he was like, yeah, okay. We can make money. We can save this shit. And we good. And he was like, okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it. When I was finally on board with it, it was kind of like, all right, we got to be able to detect it and track it since we can't see it because you can't hear it. it. It's completely silent when it moves. Dancing balloons. Yeah, you know, the things that they inflate in front of stores and they yeah. like blow up in the arms and stuff like that. They did a whole field of those. Western Experience got raided, got fucked up. Yeah, it killed all of them. Yeah, it killed everybody there. And I realized why it killed them all. It had to get that thing out of his throat. Yeah, and then it ended up fucking up the house when it regurgitated everything. Mm-hmm. I thought it was marketing territory at first. Yeah, but it just came back, and the cloud that was up there, he was like, that's not a cloud. I'm like, what the fuck is it, Otis? I'm like, oh, it's a lair. It's basically a nest. Like, well, no remember idea. at one point, OJ said that, how do we know that this ain't been here the whole time that we now on his land? 
Yeah, yeah, he did. He made the point of you don't know how long it's been here, where it originated from, or nothing. We just know that all of a sudden it's here. But we talking like, like it's invading our space, and we don't know we if it's the other way around. And I'm like, it's a war of the worlds. (laughs) Time cruise one. And then it just kept going and going. You're like, what the hell is this thing? The end. You know, she gets the shot. They get the money shot. Um. And also, kind of kill it or fuck it up for all time. Like, it sucked up that balloon. Blew up from within. It went had like a balloon or like a little cowboy, almost like a Bob's Big Boy cowboy, and it got cut loose and flew up in the air. And like I said, hey, and that's the thing: if it's if it's something that's moving or making sound, it's usually how it starts going for it. And saw the balloon and sucked it up, and the balloon clogged it all the way up, and it just exploded. If it had been a plane or any modern technology, it would have cut out because it creates a natural field that blocks all electricity. Yeah. So, so the plane it, would have crashed or would yeah, have shut down. Plane would have crashed, helicopter crashed. So it naturally insulated from all of us, our technology. So yeah, it made perfect fucking sense. Downside about was uh they spent too much time clever with the story. Spent too much time with Gordo. And Steven Yuen's character, that backstory, he could have taken up that five minutes from that and delved a little more into that cinematographer. Yeah. Michael Wincott is in the movie. He plays a cinematographer that they meet during the commercial shoot. The analog cameras, film cameras that had no electronic equipment in it and cranked so they can get the shots and get it on film. At one point, he's like, I'm going for the golden shot. And he just basically grabs yeah, a handheld yeah. camera and gets sucked up inside of it filming. And you're like, what the hell? After they told him, I'm not supposed to look directly at it. And it's that. And he honestly had the shot already. Uh, he looked at that as a man trying to take credit for black. Because it was their shot. They're the ones that came up with the whole plan to do this. And then he went out there and grabbed the shot like, F y'all, I'm going to take it for myself sort of thing. So. I did like the part, though, when he showed up with the camera and Kiki Palmer told that when she's like, I told you he was going to show up with the camera with no electricity and they started firing. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. She's definitely got that. It factor, that charisma to do more stuff. I kind of wish she would branch out a little bit more. After this came out, they started a debate on Twitter. Her and Zendaya and colorism and saying that Zendaya gets the opportunities that a lot of people feel like Kiki Palmer should have gotten. She responded to it actually pretty quickly. And it was like, you can't compare the two. She said, Forget that I've been around since yay age. First mm-hmm. person on Nickelodeon did this, first one on Broadway did this. It's like she named all these credentials. These things, the stuff that I didn't even realize she had done already. At the end of the day, don't compare us to like she doing what she doing. I've been doing this. Like this ain't nothing new. Y'all just figuring out and shit. I'm like, well, I mean, she got a point. She's a good actress. Like I said, she did a good job in the movie. You got scores for nope. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. Watch that thing again and I'll recommend it. Might not be everybody's cup of tea. He could have toned down on some of the symbolism, and he definitely could have toned down on some of the, um, I think the backstory he put in there was on some characters wasn't necessary. Should have focused more on the core group who was actually doing the job. Just uh, because, like I said, I was trying to dissect shit so much that I don't think I really got to enjoy it as much as I would. Well, you say you need to see movies more than once. <laughs> well, that is true. And I do definitely feel like that with everything. Because that's when I watched it the first time. I'm like, uh I need to watch it again. Although I'm not watching Thor: Love and Thunder again, I don't need to watch that. Again. <laughs> right now, I know where I stand on that. But right now, I get to say, like I said, I it was enjoyable, and I thought it was really well done. Definitely better than us. I said, I think if I watch it again, just without trying to dissect every last little thing that's going on, I'll probably like it even more. Definitely had a lot of funny moments, 
and things that I can relate to just as being <laughs> black and how they react to stuff. Like I said, the fact that like a couple times, like he said, like when stuff was going on, <laughs> you about to go there and look, he's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, that's us. Like all day. <laughs> that's exactly how we are. Again, I thought it was good. Dan Kaluuya, hands down, definitely a good actor. I think Jordan Peele's even said, like, that's his dude now. Like, he kind of made the thing, same thing that Chris Nolan said one time. They asked him why he uses the same people, and he said, because they know what I like. I don't have to direct so much. My expectations are, so it makes it a lot easier, and I can focus on making sure the movie's done right. And I think that's kind of where Jordan Peele is with him. Like he mm-hmm. said, Keegan Palmer was good, and it's good that now people are finding out what she's capable of, and hopefully her career continue to kind of rise and skyrocket to wherever it needs to go. People start recognizing that, so... I said good cast. Movie was good. Um, I just need to watch it again without trying to dissect every last little thing. Swearing at symbolism when it probably isn't shit. <laughs> hmm. That's it. <laughs>